This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Listen to Wrestling Run upon Free FM, RFM, and MPR. As always, I'm Grady and live on Skype. We got Josh. Hey. Uh, let's just crack straight into it. We got NXT Halloween Havoc. We promised the results last week, and now it is time to get into those. Uh, I'm going to leave the NXT North American Championship. We'll come on back to that one. Let's instead start with Apollo Crews, Grayson Waller. They spun the wheel, they made a deal, and they ended up in a casket match. Yep, one of the few casket matches that doesn't involve Kane or The Undertaker. Yeah, you see, usually that is a, I guess, a gimmick match that's tied to those specific people. Um, it wasn't a bad match. Um, I mean, it's a li- it's it's a gimmick match. <laughs> it's going to be overbooked, but but yeah, I mean, it wasn't a bad. I don't think it was a bad match. I, I think it did what it had to do. And our ex- expectations of uh, of Cruz winning came out on top. Yeah, that's why I threw this match here, because, you know, other than the fact that it was a casket match, this match kind of did go as expected the whole way through. Um, you know, Apollo Cruz getting that getting that little bit of a bump, um, and Grayson Waller taking a loss, but Grayson Waller can take 100 losses and still come back. He's the Miz of NXT. Um and so, yeah, nothing overly shocking or crazy um, on that one either. Um, let's spin the wheel and make a deal again. Let's just put those two out at the same time. Uh, weapons Wild Match. We knew the stipulation coming through. It was going to be Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, one-on-one. And again, pretty by the book on how we were expecting. Yeah. Um, it was... I- in the end, I think this is exactly what it needed to be. We love Cora Jade here, but I think the story was for Roxanne Perez to win here. Yeah, it, it seems as though, uh, like, neither woman are particularly hurt by winning or losing this match. Uh, they both still look a million bucks. Um, and I, I still see great things coming out of both of them as we move forward. I, I do think that these two are the future um of the women's division at least in my mind they're 1a 1b kind of territory um and there's some other people floating around but i I just see a lot coming from these two and yeah roxanne perez is uh the flavor of right now and she gets the win instead of cora but as you say not really disappointed or surprised or anything about that no i think these two women are young enough that they could potentially be the Sasha Banks Bailey rivalry of the future, mm-hmm. and we got to see it start here. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a lot I praise because those that feud through all its trials and tribulations, <laughs> title reigns and stuff, was an amazing feud all the way through to the, if we end up never seeing Sasha Banks on WWE television again, through to the end. Yeah. 
Who knows? Maybe Jade and Perez will be the uh, women's tag champs again <laughs> later on <laughs> as they have their on-again, off-again friendship and rivalry. But I, I see these two just being tied to each other uh, moving forward. Yeah. Um. Let's stay in the women's division. Let's. I'm just jumping around this card like crazy. NXT Women's Championship on the line. Mandy Rose, Alba Fire. Mandy Rose retained again. Again. Yeah, it it does begin to feel like that the the entire show in terms of the women was about Roxanne Perez. Mm -hmm. It it feels like they have built her to the point where she is going to be the one to dethrone. Whether that's a good call or not is time will tell. But it definitely appears that that's the direction they want to go in. And I feel like this may have been a missed opportunity because I think Alba Fi was on fire, mm -hmm. quite literally in some cases. <laughs> um, um, but I feel like maybe this could have been a transitional champion or something, and they could have given Fi a, a a moment here. Rose gets her moment by having had the title for three hundred some odd days. And, um, and we get, we can have more different feuds, mm -hmm. but yeah, it definitely appears that they want Roxanne Perez to be the one to conquer toxic attraction. Yeah. I think Mandy Rose is having her like one year celebration coming up, uh, which I assume will get crashed by her next, uh, challenge, as you say, probably Roxanne Perez. I, I agree that Alba Fire was really hot uh they had her coming into this they had people believing they had everything going for her and then they just don't quite commit to to handing the title off and i got a feeling that is just because you know if the plans were writing down of mandy rose versus roxanne perez at uh nxt deadline i think is the next show um then you know unexpectedly alba fire takes off you have to either pivot or commit uh, and it feels like they just sort of committed to what the plan was and didn't necessarily pivot um, to, as you say, some sort of transitional champion or changing up the storyline. Um, and so, yeah, we'll have to see somebody else knock off Mandy Rose um, yeah. and her title race. And, and I do want to point out that kind of the story does uh, was already laid in 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 concrete as as it was to begin with, because. The only reason Roxanne Perez isn't the NXT Women's Champion is because of Dra J Cora Jade. It's true. So then she and Roxanne Perez has finally vanquished Cora Jade. So that means she can now focus entirely on the NXT Women's Champion. Mm -hmm. And let's see how that goes for her future. Uh, what else do we have here? We got a ambulance match. Damon Kemp, Julius Creed. You got your way. Julius won. Brutus Creed gets to stay on NXT. The Creed brothers are still together. Yep. Yeah. Um. This is going to be quite. Um. I think this was a good match. Um. It was a. It was a barn burner fight. Um. Creed and Cam brought it. Uh. And I think that they're both going to be a, a bigger star because of this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it was the um 
it wasn't, I don't think it was time to break up the creeds. It wasn't time to bring them up. So the right call was made. The creeds retain, remain in NXT together. And they can get back in the tag title division, have a ma- have a, an amazing match with Pretty Deadly. Mm-hmm. And then we can go from there. Yeah, well, NXT itself sort of set up our next direction because uh, the Creed brothers, you know, were already out here. They were doing their thing. Uh, and then the recently reunited Indus Shur um, attacks them. And so they've seemingly already got their next feud, um, even though the NXT tag team division is running hot at the moment with, you know, the Creeds and Indus Shur potentially feuding pretty deadly, just beating uh malik and idris in the title match uh this week on nxt as well um there's so much going on yeah they're definitely a lot stronger of a tag team division for nxt than there is for the main roster Mm -hmm. uh what other matches do we have left on that one done that one done that one okay we just got the big two title matches by the looks North American Championship. It was a ladder match. It featured Nathan Frazier, Von Wagner, Oro Mensah, Carmelo Hayes, and our brand new North American Champion, Wesley. The right call. What we said last week. It w- This was all about Wesley. This build was all about Wesley. This match was all about Wesley. (laughs) Uh, I mean, everybody got their moments to shine, including Von Wagner. Von Wagner was the cane of the early Money in the Bank Matter matches. Big, powerful bruiser, overpowered everybody, made it seem like they were going to be the obvious winner until they eventually got buried. Yep. Um, And then each guy in the match got, got their moments. But at the end of the day... Wesley comes out with the biggest moment of all with the title. Yeah, I think it definitely is uh, the right thing, as you say. Like we, we talked about it at length on the preview show. Uh, Carmelo Hayes needs to move on to new things. That is not this North American Championship. Um, and Wesley is the future of that sort of NXT mid card. Um, I'm sure he's going to have a bunch of amazing title defenses um, as he goes on with that title. Uh, before we talk about the NXT Championship match itself, a couple of things off of NXT this week to hit up. Uh, R-Truth making an appearance and getting himself a match with Grayson Waller. Yeah, um, yeah um, what can we say? R-Truth is a national treasure. That's <laughs> Anytime he races the television, it's just going to be pure entertainment. Mm-hmm. And... I know he never won a, a world championship, but he d- absolutely deserves a spot in the, the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, because 100%. for 20 years, he has absolutely entertained fans in a way that nobody else could have. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing him interact with the, the um, younger guys just further shines, puts shine on them. Um, so yeah, I, I like, it was a fun segment and, um, it's doesn't really mean much, but it was just fun. Mm. And that's part of what makes wrestling so much, so enjoyable. And, and talking about people from the main roster coming down to NXT, we got a vignette 
both on Halloween Havoc and on NXT the next night, uh, showing a certain mask of a Retribution member burning in the flames as they narrate over uh, about a second coming and their eventual return. Yeah, uh, I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. Dom- Dominic Dakovic needs a hard reset. To be honest. The problem is he's going to um, go back to his old name and I'm going to continue to struggle to pronounce. Dijak. 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 Dijakovic. Dijakovic. Yeah. Dominic Dijakovic. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I not, I don't really have a problem with it, uh, with him going back to NXT to refine himself. I just hope he doesn't stay there too long. Um, I hope they can find him a good character. Something to, for the hard reset, work with him a little bit, and then bring him back up. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think it's not like he was doing much, you know, uh, up on the main roster with that X Retribution persona. Um, so this is a nice, easy way to do it. Bring him back, as you say, reboot him, push him back up, um, or keep him down. Whatever you end up wanting to do with the guy. Um, I, I, I'm interested. He was one of my favorites before he went up. Um, I think they fumbled him a little bit. And so I'm interested to see what NXT can do with him again. And then the last thing before we get onto the main event scene, uh, we've seen Schism, Joe Gacy's little group, uh, with the grizzled young veterans gain another member who is definitely not a veteran, uh, kind of. Maybe that's a bad segue. Ava Rain, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's daughter has joined Schism. Hey. Um, this was a, this is definitely an interesting wrinkle. Um, I think this is probably also going to be probably the best decision to debut her because they easily could have had her just face local quote unquote competition for a while. But I think having her work directly with Joe Gacy, who is one of the best on the mics in NXT. I think will help her mm-hmm. directly. Because let's face it, it's one thing to do promo classes. It's another thing to do your promo in front of a live audience. Yeah. Um, She didn't so do I, super I, bad in her little debut promo. I quite liked the bits around, like, this is the uh, the family I need, or, like, the only family I need and stuff like that. So, yeah, I do think that this is the best spot for her right now. Because it'll give her, she's in a faction now that gets time every single week and has importance. Mm-hmm. So she'll get to talk a bit. She'll find her, so it'll give her a chance to find herself in her character and, and gives her a platform to kind of be of safety. Because if something good does go wrong, Joe Gacy can pick it back up and bring the heat back to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what Schism does going forward with Ava Rain. It should be exciting. All right, I've been teasing it. I've been promising it. We're almost, we're well over halfway, in fact, but we will finish off NXT Halloween Havoc. Uh, our main event, our triple threat match for the NXT Championship, almost 25 minutes. Braun Breaker coming out on top, defeating Ilya Dragunov and JD McDonough. Yeah, this was a fantastic triple threat match. All three ta- talents are amazing. Um, 
I I did say I thought the title would change hands, but I would not be surprised if it didn't. Um, so the fact that Braun Breaker was able to retain the title is not that big of a surprise. But it does then question who is going to be the person that takes the title off of it. Uh, that said, I I do think we we at least on NXT we appear to have maybe gotten a challenge for his next opponent, hmm. being Apollo Cruz. Um. Although we won't find out that for sure until next week. Because <laughs> um, basically all Cruz did was challenge him for the title. Yeah. Um, which, being Braun Breaker, he probably will accept. Unless <laughs> somebody directly interferes in that um, acceptance. Um, Dragonoff and McDonald are not finished with each other. Well, Ilya has gone to the hospital. <laughs> Giving give us a few weeks once we get Dragonoff back. "Quote unquote injury," um, they're, but they're definitely not done with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it the NXT, despite the fact that we've had the same champion pretty much all year long, minus a month, um, it still does not feel like it's an oversaturation situation. Bronze has been so dominant, yet at, at in each match he's also looked like he could lose. So I. I think I really, I really like Braun, and I think he's going to be a major player once he does hit the main roster. And they have done everything right in building him. But yeah, it, it does also gives a major question of how do you get the title off of him? Mm-hmm. Well, we will have to wait and find out. And uh, that is time now for us to go into our entrance theme of the week. It is Wes Lee's theme, our brand new NXT North American champion. And when we come back on the other side of the song, we will have all the Raw and SmackDown news that we can fit into about the seven minutes that we have left in the show. On free FM, RFM, and MP. Uh, I'm Grady. He's Josh. Let's just start running stuff down like wild. Uh, Omos and Braun Strowman. They're on a collision course. Omos took out four dudes, looking pretty strong. Yeah, and then on, uh, and this was after on SmackDown when Braun and Omos came face to face. Omos pushed 
Strowman down and they announce the match for a certain event. Mm-hmm. Which we will, I guess, discuss a lot more next week when we uh, take a look at a set of matches that happen to be happening uh, that include some important ones. Uh, the Miz is continuing to have a mental breakdown. Dexter Loomis is getting to him and yet another appearance by our truth. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a fun week for, for our truth. Um, and honestly, this show was surrounded by Johnny Gargano. He was woven in so many different stories and he appeared so many times during the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, our old friend in DIY, Tommaso Ciampa, is unfortunately injured again. Yes, that's that's why we haven't been seeing him. We did wonder. Um, it is not seemingly part of the storyline. Well, it may end up being, but it is a very legitimate injury. I honestly, I love Ciampa. Don't get me wrong. But I think he needs to retire and become a coach in NXT. Because it seems like any time he gets any kind of traction, he gets hurt. Yeah, it is pretty rough. Um, I don't know what his future ends up holding for the guy, but, you know, you just hope the best. Um, you hope the guy can, you know, walk and continue to live his life after wrestling. Uh, we've also got Nikki Cross returning uh, and injecting herself right away. In the Belia versus Bailey feud, uh, she's back and she's uh, just as crazy as ever. Yeah, um, apparently she's revived a character from before she was even in WWE. Okay. Um, something about a galaxy. <laughs> um, I don't know, but it was very interesting seeing this different side of Ni- of Nikki Cross. Um, and apparently they they're definitely putting her in a position where she's definitely. Stepping up to the top dog, mm-hmm. which, um, but also made sure to the to point out she's not with Bailey. Yeah. Um, it's that classic I, just beats up both people kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So she's a faction of all to herself. Um. I'm fine with it. Nick, Nikki's always been a good talent. Um. And if this gets her into more serious match. Uh, can match consideration for war- for women's titles. I'm all for it. Yeah. Let's see what her future holds. But if we're looking at another crazy woman uh, over on SmackDown, Liv Morgan, she's still doing her uh, little unhinged storyline uh, where she's just seemingly getting crazier and crazier. Yeah, uh, they definitely have changed her character. And they've, they're keeping her relevant after losing the title because that prior to this character change, the title was what was keeping her relevant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're definitely doing something with her. Whether that ends eventually with her aligning with Bray Wyatt or not, we don't know, but we definitely are seeing this S&M version of Liv Morgan. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, like we've teased this sort of crazy Liv Morgan, Harley Quinn kind of character before and uh, sort of pulled off it. So it's interesting to see them commit to it now and uh, go full throttle. 
I can't move on without talking about the Bloodline versus the Brawling Brutes. That really does look to be a feud that is heating up. Uh, you gotta love it. It's some of the greatest talents in the WWE going head to head, man. It's always good stuff. Sheamus versus Solo Sokoa was great. Yeah, it was a fantastic match. Um, was it as good as Gunter? No, but it was what it needed to be to establish Sokoa. Mm-hmm. Um, the beatdown afterwards was amazing. Um, and it was just further the story. We injured, quote unquote, Sheamus. So we might not see him for a couple weeks. Yeah. But once we do, that's when war games yeah. build. It's got to be our war games match, right? Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, I don't know who they're going to get to join the, the Brawling Brutes for this war games match. Probably will default to Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. in all honesty. But it's going to be a great match. Also, speaking of the bloodline, we kind of do need to talk at least for a few seconds about Roman Reigns' opponent at, at this mysterious event that's <laughs> happening next week. Yeah, the the event coming up. Um, yeah, because that, again, it had the through line from the start of the show to the end of the show. It was the bloodline. They have their match with Sheamus, and then there's a couple segments in the middle where Sami Zayn's trying to, you know, peacekeep uh, with Jey Uso. And then we end the show, obviously, with, with Jey Uso failing to beat up Logan Paul. The promo Logan had was really good. And it also brought up a really important question that this whole feud should be built around. Um, nobody expects Logan to win. What happens if he actually does? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but it would be something interesting. <laughs> um, what happens? I don't know. I don't know, but it's it was it's a great thing to think about is for this entire feud. What happens if Logan somehow does it? Yeah, I think the whole point when anybody is challenging Roman Reigns at this point is just to try and put doubt into the viewers' minds because everybody's default position is obviously going to be Roman Reigns wins, he defends his title one more, and he goes on to the next challenger. And so all you have to do as a challenger is make people believe. People have to believe that there is a chance you are going to take out the head of the table. Not necessarily that you're going to win the titles or anything, just that you can beat Roman Reigns because he is that final boss. He is that guy that nobody's been able to put down. Um, and so, yeah, if that's what Logan's job is here, right? Come out, cut a promo, make people believe, make people start questioning their automatic assumption. And, uh, then, yeah, you're going to be golden. Uh, the last person to beat Ro- Roman Reigns one-on-one was, in fact, a Baron Corbin, who has got a new character along with the manager, which we haven't really talked about. <laughs> That's true. We've probably just got enough time to squeeze it in. Baron Corbin, JBL. Uh, we talked about it being a possibility when he got pulled away in the limo, and now it is what we are going ahead with. Yep. Um, I think it's brilliant. Um, like him or hate him. JBL is one of the best heels that have been in the business ever. Mm-hmm. He knows how to push people's buttons and get people to hate. So having him as a mouthpiece for Baron Corp, who is no slouch on the mouth on the stick, is just going to elevate and enhance his heel character. Yeah, I, I think it should be good for Baron, and uh, we'll have to see what the future holds for him. But we have run out of time for this week. It's been great talking to you. 
Bye-bee. Visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash wrestling R&D up or our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash wrestling R&D up or our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash wrestling R&D up. And we will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.